0: The place for talk on the Internet. This is TalkZone.com. TalkZone.com. This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Everyone agrees that it's vital for kids to read. But are they? We'll talk to an expert who reports some shocking statistics.
1: About 50% by fourth grade. And by high school, 75% are discouraged with reading and don't like to read.
0: Then, if you're an investor, do you know the seven deadly sins of 401k investing? We'll show you how to avoid common money mistakes. If you are willing to take control of your investment future, it really doesn't
1: matter whether or not you made a mistake. It just matters whether or not you have your eyes on the prize.
0: Those two interviews, and a lot more, are heading your way on this week's InfoTrack. Stay with us. The program gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Most parents and educators agree that when children become skilled readers... It helps ensure their future success. But for a variety of reasons, many kids struggle with reading, or they don't take to it at all. What's the solution? Well, our next guest has some answers. She's Gabby Chapman, a retired teacher and author of Let Them Have Books, a formula for universal reading proficiency. Well, let's first of all look at the big picture here. How many kids struggle with reading? Do you have any idea what the percentages or the numbers are?
1: It depends on how you define struggle. About 20% of all children will have difficulty learning how to read. And about 50%, and that will include that 20%, by fourth grade are discouraged with reading and don't like to read. By high school, 75% are discouraged with reading and don't like to read. Mm -hmm. And when they go to college, anywhere from 40 to 60% have to take remedial courses in reading. So most kids, in one way or another, throughout their school experience, are going to be struggling with reading in one way or another.
0: Many of us could guess at the answer to this next question, but you're obviously an expert on this. How are kids' lives impacted if they are not good readers? How are they affected later in life?
1: Well... The first one that you can say is that they don't read and that is probably the biggest sadness about it is to miss a lifetime without books being a major part of them. But most people will point to things like their ability to make a good living wage is greatly impacted. Their ability to work at a job that they find satisfying is greatly impacted. In fact, to even stay off of welfare or out of prisons is greatly impacted. So it's a major, major effect on their lives.
0: We hear sometimes stories about people who are completely unable to read total illiteracy and they somehow get through life. Some of them actually become successful, but they have this sort of perpetual embarrassment or shame about it. Have you ever studied those people at all?
1: Oh, yes. The 20% that struggled to read struggled to read because of not their intelligence, but just the way their brains are structured. And basically learning to read is training your brain to do something that it's not genetically prepared to do. So the ones that have harder time with it, if they don't get the right training early in their lives, they can struggle with it throughout their whole lives. And all of them can become
0: readers. We've touched on this already, Gabby, but what are some of the reasons, to be a little more specific, that kids aren't learning to read well?
1: There's one major reason, and I will tell a little story to illustrate it. When I announced my retirement from teaching, all my students, they didn't say to me, oh, we're sorry you're going, and we hope you have a good life, and thanks for being our teacher. They said one thing over and over again. They said, tell them, please tell them to let us read our own books, <laughs> and this is the one thing that children love to do is to choose the books they read and to read in great quantity and it is the one thing that we don't focus on in teaching them how to read and it is the main reason that the 50 percent of kids in fourth grade who are not interested in reading turn to 75 percent in high school
0: turning that around what you just said a main reason they're not learning to read well is they're not getting to read what they want to read.
1: Yes, and because they don't read what they want to read, they're not reading very much. You can't do anything well if you don't do it in quantity, whether it's playing tennis or a violin or whatever. And the only reason that they will read in the quantity that will actually help them is if they're getting a lot of access to the books that they love to read. And that's basically not happening in our culture and in our schools.
0: Is that something that falls on a parent, typically, to solve this problem?
1: Well, no. A parent certainly can help, and I have known parents who have done everything they can and have created strong readers, and their children go to school, and by high school they don't like to read. So schools play a major part in this. Schools basically discourage kids from reading, ultimately. And kids spend most of their time in schools, at least you know, their waking time in schools during their childhood, so the schools have to play a major part in it.
0: Aside from kids getting all sorts of books that they enjoy reading, are there other solutions or other ways to help them become proficient readers?
1: Oh, yes. The most important one is their lives before they go to school, and of course, this is where parents play a major part, but I believe that pediatricians and I think that government policies need to focus on those years because when a child's brain is ready to start to learn to read in first grade, it is much easier for them if they've had a lot of exposure to books, have been read to a lot, and have had lots of conversations with adults and older people so that they know a lot of words and are familiar with a lot of words. This makes an incredible difference in helping them learn how to read.
0: Well, I think most parents hear from a very early point in their parenthood that reading to their child is a good thing to do. And a lot of parents do that, but you're saying they all should, basically.
1: Oh, they all should, yes. And there's statistics of about 50% don't. There's a lot of children that grow up in homes with no books. And there's a lot of organizations right now in America that are doing a lot to try to change that because it is so
0: important. You touch on your book on children with dyslexia. Talk about that a little bit.
1: Well, as as I was talking about earlier, that is the 10 to 20 percent on average of students have a brain structure that makes it harder for them to learn how to read. As I said, having nothing to do with intelligence, but for really centuries, even though it's been 120 years now that people have really understood what dyslexia is, It has been connected with not being intelligent, and it still is, even in schools, where actually it's almost the opposite. Dyslexic kids tend to be very intelligent in other ways, but it is a structure that is a lot harder to train to take on the process of learning how to read, and if it's identified early, if it's identified even before they start to read, there's lots that can be done so that the process of learning to read doesn't become traumatic which is, in the end, almost the worst obstacle is the trauma. Every child can overcome that, and I've certainly known many students who have, and sometimes they become the strongest readers.
0: When I was a kid, I was really a a big reader of comic books, and they've actually come back into vogue, and many kids read them today. As a former teacher, do you frown on that, or do you think that's also a good part of the reading experience?
1: You know, I can't possibly frown on it, because it has been the portal to reading for so many kids, and it's what's gotten them interested in reading Although in my own classes, I encourage them, if that's all they were reading, to move into other things eventually. <laughs> but I don't frown at, it at all. In fact, now there's lots of really great graphic novels being written and comics.
0: Any last words of wisdom for parents or perhaps teachers who are listening?
1: The best way any adult parent, teacher can help children learn to love books and to read a lot is if they love books themselves, and if they read a lot themselves. In fact, there have been studies done that show that even kids in households that are filled with books, even if they don't read them, do better (laughs) with learning how to read. So modeling and being a reader is the number one best thing that we can do for getting our kids to love reading.
0: Well, the book is Let Them Have Books, a formula for universal reading proficiency. Gabby Chapman is the author, and you can visit her website, LetThemHaveBooks.com. Gabby, thanks so much for joining us on InfoTrack.
1: Well, you're very welcome.
0: Next, is your 401k a big failure? How to avoid scrambling your retirement nest egg? Coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this.